Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hyperconscious Podcast. Alan, what is Hyperconscious? Once you understand why something is the way that it is, now you have the power to change it. Great conversations with great people and great questions are the keys to the kingdom of unlocking your consciousness. Every single action that you do starts as a thought. When you control the way you think, you will control the way you act, and you will control the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. Geographically? Geographically. Geographically. This is cool. So I would say make sure that pretty face is shown. Yes, true. They're going to want to see that thing. They're going to want to see that thing, Alan. That face. You good? Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode with Sarah Dodd. Today we are going to do a small talks episode on the word identity. Thank you to Elisa for suggesting it. Yes, thank you, Elisa, for suggesting the topic. Again, identity is the word, and she put uh, in quotes, know who you are. So first and foremost, before we get started here, as always, friendly reminder to go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com. At the very top of the page, you're going to see join our mailing list, and you're going to get three hyperconscious morning minutes, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you want a better life, you must first become better, and therefore your days need to be more productive. So we're going to be there in your ear every morning, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, to help you do that. So let's give the listeners the definition of identity, and then we'll go off on it and uh, give our thoughts. Sounds good. So first and foremost, we've got two definitions here. Number one is condition or character as to who a person or what a thing is, the qualities, beliefs, etc. that distinguish or identify a person or thing. There's actually like eight definitions on here, (laughs) but the two relevant ones that we read through, the next one is the sense of self providing sameness and continuity in personality over time. And this is sometimes disturbed by mental illness like schizophrenia. So when it comes to identity, something that I... This is something that happens with a lot of clients. A lot of the clients that I have, it's like, tell me who you think you are. Mm. Like, who do you think you are as a person? Who do you think... What would you do in this situation? What do you do on a normal day? What are your thoughts around certain situations? So when it comes to identity, if you tell yourself, I'm afraid of public speaking, if you say, I'm shy, if you say, I'm not good with relationships, you are literally setting the boundaries of what your life is probably going to stay like. Your identity comes through experiences, it comes through lessons, it comes through your life, and it's like you kind of stay in that, it's almost like a comfort zone. Right. Like you, you create your own comfort zone if, if it's public speaking. I'm afraid of public speaking. My identity is I'm shy. You'll almost never prove that identity wrong. Yeah, unless you question it. Yeah, and, and that's, so that's first what this to, is about. Right, exactly. So this is, this might be one of the most important topics of all time. Yeah. Because I think two things, we all kind of get labeled growing up and I have a, 
Set the timer, will you? Set the timer? Yeah, because okay, my do phone's that. doing the thing. Will you hold space? Yeah. Um, I was going to do something the other day on my Instagram story about identity, and I think that some people don't even choose their own identity. They actually let somebody else choose it for them. So if you were in like a bad relationship and the person said, look, you are this selfish person, or you are terrible at communicating, or you are um, ugly, or you are out of shape, right. if you internalize that, and if that's what you consciously think you are and that becomes part of your identity, for me, fitness has always been part of my identity. Yes. Now, some people might say that's great. Like that that holds you to a higher standard. Absolutely. I think it's 90% positive, but when I am in, in the middle of a bulk, like for those who can see me on YouTube, I'm tucking the gut up a little bit. Um, <laughs> the cut has just started, but I remember when it was you and Matt, you guys had a show. Yep. And I was fat. <laughs> Ah, yes. We, we call that <laughs> that version of Kevin the tick version. Uh, the tick. Um, back then, that was hard for me. Like, I I held so much of my identity right. as how I looked. And that's good for some things, but also you got to make sure that, like, you're not... Not everything is attached to that part of you. So even when I would say that's kind of a positive thing to have associated with your identity, it, it still can be dangerous. It can be dangerous. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's try to come up with some examples. I was labeled growing up as good at math. And when you're growing up and you're a little kid, you you seek praise and you seek recognition. And, and wherever you're getting recognition, it becomes a part of your identity because you're not self-aware enough to realize that you actually don't, you get to pick and choose your own identity. And so that's really what this episode is about. But I was told that I was good at math. And then naturally I started putting more focus on math because it became a part of my identity right. and then therefore it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because then the more you practice something mathematics the better you get at math and then I ended up kicking ass in math all through high school I went to WPI which is one of you know a top tier technical institution in the world one of the top ones and I was an electrical and computer engineer all of that was predicated honestly all of it like was mostly predicated on the fact that I'm good at math to this day I still love numbers I, I'm still you know big into those um, but I think it's, it's important for us to realize and, and, and I guess reflect and assess what we tie our identity to and how that's leaking into our daily actions and daily inaction. Yeah. So if you're listening, what, like, who are you? Who are you a as a person? What do you identify with? with yourself? Right. Like for me, it was fitness, but now it's also like, for me, it's being funny. I've always identified as the funny person. If, right. if somebody says, who are you and your group of friends, I'm the funny one. So let me ask you a question. So is that because you wanted to be funny and you were proactive about that? Or is that because someone said you were funny and then you just started practicing being funny? I think it's because I was funny and I wanted to stay that way. Interesting. I thoroughly enjoy being funny. And it's, you got recognition and, and yeah. love for that oh, praise? Not even, maybe not even in a normal way. Like, when I'm hanging out with you and Matt and I have you guys laughing so hard that oh, you're crying, yeah. like, that just makes me so happy. Right. I just enjoy, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy being able to be that for somebody. Now, my identity has changed so much yeah. over the past couple of years and it's it's at the point now where it's like, my, my identity is the podcast. Yeah. This podcast is 120% my identity. Literally, to the point where on, on my dating profiles, I have pictures of the podcast. <laughs> and it's like, I'm also so focused on making sure every interaction I have with people is positive. Because my identity is that person who wants to motivate you. 
that person who wants to help you, that person who wants to let you know that it's going to be okay, that doesn't want you to feel alone. Like my identity has become trying to be the best version of myself as possible. Like that is my new identity. I think it's important to categorize identity into two different categories. I think there's empowering identities and I think there's disempowering identities. And the thing is, is the only way to start shifting this is to first become aware of it. So when I first started to get to know Kevin much better, I started to realize that you don't watch a lot of movies. Um, and I reference movies all the time, but I don't as much with Kevin because I'm talking to the fucking wall. <laughs> I watch when comedies, I do. Yeah, man. exactly. So that's my point. Okay, so what I started to notice is that Kevin understood every comedy reference. And I started to notice, like, oh, okay. So my question for you is, do you think that you watched more com- comedies in a subconscious effort to become more funny? Oh, probably, yeah. Okay. There's something about... I don't know. I've never been a fan of dramas, but that doesn't mean. What about now? You like uh, a Star is Born? A Star is Born is probably my favorite movie, but also because that it moved me. Yeah, it, the just that's what dramas are for. Yeah, but not all of them. I don't associate with a lot of them. The thing is, I associate with a comedy because it's like, oh, I know why that's funny. Like I know, oh, I know why that's a funny part because the way he delivered it or the way. Right. I just think it's something I'm more familiar with. And I, one of my favorite shows was um, House MD. and Dr. that guy's House. a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Burned him. Burned him. But no, it's because he's intellectual. He's right. like the smartest person. So I, you know, tied being smart to my identity. This is really important for people to realize. Like, a lot of who you are right now is a result of what you got praised for growing up. And, and that's not good or bad. It's just what it is. And now you need to start to create your own. Um, and that's really what this is. Like, I think it's an empowering identity to say I'm smart because then you act in accordance with that identity. So, for example, if I was told I was really smart growing up, guess what? Maybe I have more incentive to do well in school than someone who was told they were funny. Why am I not funny? Is it because I'm really not funny or is it because I never was told I was funny right. and therefore never practiced being funny and therefore never got good at being funny? So what we want to do, if you want to design your own life, which obviously you're a listener to this podcast, you do, Yes. you want to design your identity in a way that's going to create the abundant, amazing life that you want. And more importantly, that you're going to actually start becoming more of what you want rather than what you don't want. I think it's scary. It's funny, man, because when we get the words and we're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. It's going to be identity. Right. You know, for the listeners, we figure, we usually know like a week ahead of schedule mm. what we're going to do. Usually. Usually, yeah. <laughs> because of the new system. Right. Um, but you never know how it's going to go. Yeah. Even when you do research on the word, you never know how it's going to go. And it's like, this word is unbelievably important. I know. And I don't think it's talked about enough. If you're listening to this and you have, your identity is something that you don't want it to be, guess what? You can change it. Yeah, you can change it. Then that's the beautiful thing. How do they change it? So first they become aware Yeah, and, and, it. and it's through action. Right, exactly. I, I think I, I don't know if I said this on air or not, but when I was growing up, I had two very close friends, and my identity in that group of friends was the fuck up. I was going to be the dude who got in trouble, mm. went to jail, and didn't succeed. And it wasn't because they put that on me. It's because I had the worst childhood out of all of them, and I assumed that's how it was going to go. If I stayed with that identity, and that's what I always, I always thought, you know, I have this chip on my shoulder. Yeah. I, I always do feel that way, but not to that negative extent. Maybe, maybe somebody has, has placed the identity upon you, and you've just you've forgotten that that's what it is, and you've just lived in it for so long, and it's become normal. 
an identity at its core, I think, is a belief about yourself. Yeah. It, it's a subconscious belief about yourself. So being hyperconscious is starting to uncover these unconscious beliefs that are holding you back. So, for example, um, you had a subconscious belief that you were funny. You had a subconscious belief that you were going to be the fuck up. Right? Like, one of those is empowering. Right? Now you're funny and humorous and you lighten up a room. That's great. Keep that one. Double down on that one. That you're going to be a fuck up one. You can change that. For sure. And you really should because if you didn't start to uncover that and shift that, then you're going to act very differently in a given circumstance than you would if you thought, like, I'm going to be the successful one. Right? Well, I think you have to think, if you're listening, you have to think, why do I identify this way? Right. Why do I identify as somebody who's not successful in relationships? Is it because I haven't had successful relationships or is it because... I just, number one, maybe I assume they're my fault. Number two, maybe the person I was with told me they're my fault. Yeah. Number three, is it because I don't have any self-confidence when it comes to relationships? This is what hyperconscious is. This is where it all started. Right. This when I was started. trying to figure out, like, who the hell am I? <laughs> yep. And why do I think the way I think? This is what it's all about. You gotta test your beliefs, too. And, and we talk about the drive to five all the time. So that Because five is like the middle of the spectrum where you're not self-delusional, but you're also not self-doubt. You're, you're right in the middle of what's real. And I think that taking action is going to test your beliefs. Yes. So if it's your identity that, for me, for example, I was told as a kid, you're good at math. I would then take action to do math, and then that would reinforce my belief that I'm good at math because I would kick ass at math. What if the result didn't reinforce my belief? In other words, let's say I took a math test, and I got a 60 and everyone else in the class got a 90, I might start to identify as not being good at math, and then I might have a subconscious aversion to math for the rest of my life. It's scary to think that. I did that. You did, See? Okay. I was That's terrible at math. That's probably part of why I brought that up, because I knew that you were... Take it easy. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't... Ide- as a kid, you didn't identify as the smart kid. I didn't identify as intelligent at all. Which Not is so true. Uh, so untrue. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. So untrue. That <laughs> He's bringing oh the God. heat today. <laughs> no, but that, that is so untrue. Right. I think you're one of the most intelligent people I, I've ever met. I appreciate that. And what if you went on... Oh, oh my goodness. Damn, right on the best note. <laughs> no, right it. when I was going to give you a hammer compliment. It. Hammer it. Yeah, no, I need to hear this. Yeah, exactly. So what if you went the rest of your life thinking that you're unintelligent? How many things would you not try? You probably wouldn't be on a podcast no, with me. I definitely me. wouldn't. Definitely. Be- right, because you'd be intimidated. I think... Sorry, did I... No, no, go. Um, we talk about comfort zones, and we talk about fear chasing. When you... If you say you're afraid of planes, and you're not willing to get rid of that fear, if you're not willing to, to chase that fear, if you're not willing to experience it, you literally will never get on a plane. Yeah. If your identity is that of somebody who is not a public speaker, you quite literally will never be a public speaker unless you force yourself to do that. Right. If your identity is somebody who's bad in relationships, you have two options, three options actually. One, try a relationship with no hope that it works because it just it's going to happen like it always does and I'm terrible at them. Don't try ever again. Or try your best, try to do things differently, try to be hyper-conscious and see what happens. Try to get better Yeah, at relationships. But I think a lot of people just say, this is my identity, I don't do that. Right. That's not who I am, How I don't do that. How many times have you heard someone say like, oh, like I'm not good at football, or I'm oh, not good yeah. at snowboarding? It's like, well, nobody is who's never thrown a football. Right. I posted today, earlier this morning, um, about this. I said, when you were a kid, 
You didn't have an identity yet, really, so you were willing to try. A little kid sees a football and wants to throw it. They don't give a shit that they suck. They try it, and it goes two feet, and then they go, oh, okay, and they pick it back up, and they throw it again. Yeah. If you were to mess up a speech as an adult, you probably wouldn't ever public speak again because you're afraid to look bad. But here's the thing. Everyone's terrible at first. So uncover why you believe the things about yourself that you believe. And once you realize, one of the things that I think we should quickly go into is something that Tony Robbins always does. He says to people, whose love did you crave growing up? I do this with my clients. And then, like, what's the immediate reaction? So think of that person in your mind. Not not who did you love more. You can love both your parents the same. Whose love did you crave when you were very young? Okay, who did you have to be for that person? Okay, whatever that is for you, I'm telling you, you got locked into an identity there. There's almost no exception to this. I've done this with myself. I've done this with Kevin. I've done this with all my clients. It's very powerful. And now that you're aware of that fact, now you can change it. And that's what being hyperconscious is about. Becoming aware of why something is the way it is and then choosing whether or not you want it to be that way. Hell yeah. You want to do your little reading quickly? I do. Quickly? Quickly. Alan decided, you know what, Kev, I'm going to do a dramatic reading on Small Talks today. And I was like, well, I don't think so, but... He, he wasn't happy about we'll it. We'll see how it goes. He wasn't happy about it. Um, this is actually uh, on the website. So you can check out this article on the website. It's called Your Identity and the Power of Labels. Kevin wouldn't let me read the whole thing, so I'm only going to read a little bit of it here. Shameless plug. Right. <clears throat> so, like you, I was constantly being labeled growing up. I wasn't entirely conscious of it at the time, but remember hearing things like Alan... I remember hearing things like, Alan, you're really smart, but you lack common sense. Or, you're great at math, but writing isn't your strong suit. As true as those statements might have appeared at the time, did they really encapsulate who I really was? Or did they just become self-fulfilling prophecies once I accepted them as such? Personally, I choose to believe the latter. According to Merriam-Webster, the definition of self-fulfilling is as follows. Becoming real or true because it was predicted or expected. A powerful quote, both true and profound, says it best. It is impossible to consistently behave in a manner inconsistent with how we see ourselves. I'm going to say that again because that's one of the most powerful things I've ever read. It is impossible to consistently behave in a manner inconsistent with how we see ourselves. And this is what Kevin was talking about earlier. Out of the ignorance that often comes with childhood, I allowed others to define me. I specifically remember not only accepting those labels as true, but I actually began regurgitating those same statements on a regular basis. As nature has taught us, a human being's energy inevitably flows toward their perceived strengths. I specifically... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, So to no surprise... I'm going to start over on that. As nature has taught us, a human being's energy inevitably flows toward their perceived strengths. So to no surprise, I never even worked on my writing skills or having any more common sense. Due to the power of self-identity, I lived the majority of my life as a crappy writer with no common sense, who, by the way, was awesome at math. So that's how powerful this identity is. I literally didn't, I, I, I got a B plus. My only B in high school was in honors English. And I never took honors English again. I regret that. Because had I known then what I know now, I would realize that everybody sucks at first on the things they don't practice. Um, so what were you labeled growing up? What have you allowed yourself to tell yourself about yourself? And have you, when was the last time you tested that? My goodness, this was a heavy episode. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Uh, just, I was editing the Isabella Picard and Allie Bradian episode for YouTube. Mm. And do you remember when Bella said, 
I don't remember the exact phrasing, but... I she, know exactly what you're talking about. Do you remember the quote? It was something along the lines of, why are we identifying... Don't identify with something that can go away in an instant. Yeah, because, because she identified, she identified with, as an athlete. Yeah, and, and then and she got injured. Yeah, and then she had to realize like, who am I really? Who am I really? And that was that was powerful. That was one of the most powerful things I've ever heard in my entire life. So, right. um, anything else? I guess s- allow this episode to stir the pot. When have you been defined by someone else, and you allowed that to leak into your consciousness? And then, more importantly, when was the last time you really took a look and said like? Who am I now? Maybe, maybe you were bad at math at one point. Maybe you were bad at English like me at one point. Maybe at one point you didn't have any common sense. That doesn't have to be the case anymore. You can work on those things. I wholeheartedly agree with that point of when's the last time you really checked in to see who you are. I was a different person before this podcast. I identified completely different. I identified with money. I, it, it's night and day. Right. 100% different. So if you're listening, who are you? And who do you want to be? Just because you're, you've been a certain way, you've been told that you're a certain way, doesn't mean you have to be that way forever. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we re- uh, enjoyed recording. <laughs> Up next, we have a Scratching the Surface episode on creating good habits versus slipping into bad habits. And that actually will help you with your identity. So can't wait for that. Thanks again, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. Going hyperconscious will absolutely change your life because if you understand why something is the way it is, now you have the power to change it. If you going hyperconscious with us has changed your life in any way, please share this episode with one of your friends because the more people that go hyperconscious, the better this world's going to be for everybody. And if you would kindly leave us a five star review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyperconscious and we would be greatly appreciative. Thank you. Bye.